Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. You are listening to CC got the best news. Wake up, don't you fret. News don't ever let them stress you. You are now listening to Sports with CC, a spot where you come to talk and be free. Put your headphones on and turn up the V. You could cheer for the winner, she turned up the heat. CC, how they win, we all watch the clock and the three point shot. They took Jaws a drop and the crowd go nuts, cranked up, but not yet. Since 2020, she been had it locked. You are listening to CC got the best news. Wake up, don't you fret. News don't ever let them stress you. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. We are three episodes into season three, 103 episodes down, period. But nah, I really hope that you guys are enjoying this new found love that I have for this season, the new content I'm giving to you. But I definitely want to give a big, huge shout out to my bro, Ty, for connecting me and Ashley because I had put out this Facebook post about needing a ref and my bro Ty made it happen. Ashley says while refereeing on the court, she's a mentor and she's a coach. So let's get right into it. Introducing Ashley Cross. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birth from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at OzellBrand.com. Good evening, Ashley, and thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. Good evening. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming and, you know, agreeing on short notice. So tell us who you are and where you're from. Okay, so my name is Ashley Cross. I am originally from Mississippi, but I currently live in North Carolina. Um, the military brought me here, so um, I planted roots and North Carolina is home now. So. Okay. So, guys, let's. I'm going to give you quick introduction of how I came to meet Ashley. Um, I did put up a post about meeting a referee to interview because I did have some questions and here we are. So are you currently a ref now? Yes, I am. I currently oh. referee high school uh, basketball here in North Carolina and I also referee travel basketball AAU. Okay, so before we get into that, first, where did the love for basketball come from? I have been playing basketball all my life. Um, my dad and all seven of his siblings all played basketball. I think five of them played collegiate basketball. So um, we've just been, it's been in me since I was a little, little girl. Um, I played high school ball. I played college ball. And uh, I've been a head coach for high school. I've been an AAU coach. 
Um, and now I'm refereeing. So okay. all facts of it. All facts of it. And what drew you to become a ref, a referee? So let me tell you. <laughs> I, um, I was a head coach for a high school and um, I'm very passionate. And in the town that I'm that I was a head coach for, they they kind of have a feeling that women should, you know, be ladies and be nice and sweet. But that's not my that's not how I get down on the sideline. I'm very animated. I'm very passionate. So um, the the uh, athletic director didn't like that so much. So he released me um, at that wow. time. I was. Yeah, absolutely. At that time, I was. um coaching my daughter. Uh, she was in the ninth grade. So I moved her to a different school because of course I didn't want her to play there anymore. No. So I moved to a different school and in order to continue to be a part of the game and affect the game, um, I didn't want to go to another school to coach. I would rather referee so that I can catch her games and still, you know, be a part of the game. So yeah, that's how I changed over. Oh, I don't, mm, that's, that's a tough one. Um, what has been the hardest transition from going from player to coach to referee? Uh, so from coach to referee player, it's, it's an easy transition, but okay. from uh, coach to referee, um, I find myself coaching the kids on the court. Um, when I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> like, this is how you box out or right. don't to attack the basket all the way you got big girl you got six five girl down there you five two you don't want to attack all the way just stop and pop and I realize that I'm not supposed to say that because it seems as if I'm giving one uh, one team you know an advantage over the other but it's just I'm still coaching and trying to mentor the kids as I'm refereeing the game so once I figure out how to just stay in my place as a referee and take the coaching out of it I'll perfect it (laughs) and how long have you been refereeing um, this is my fifth year. Fifth year? Ooh. Yeah. And what has been thus far has been your most joyful moment as a ref? Oh, I have so many really good moments, but um, I do. I, um, so a friend of mine is a, is a college coach and okay. um, he's actually in Kentucky. And after a game, after a playoff game that I refed, he called me and he said, the coach on that team that you just refed for said that that was the best game that she's had all season. Um, like there were no issues on the court, everything flowed as it should. And, you know, I didn't even remember who this lady was, you know, I mean, because I'm so engaged in the game, I'm not looking at who's in the stands or a lot of times I don't even know which team is up or down. So, um, you know, the fact that I'm just kind of having tunnel vision and focused on the game and doing the right thing. And then I get the kudos afterwards that just, you know, I don't need the kudos. I'm not there for that at all. But, you know, when it comes, it's just a little cherry on top. I know it's only been, you know, just five years, but, you know, the game changes every day, every year. So have you seen any changes through the past five years from starting to now that you had to adjust to? with the way the game has changed as far as like making calls or the style of being a ref, you know, anything like that? So um, what I've seen from social media is that, well, let me say high school referee, high school uh, refereeing is a lot different from AAU refereeing. 
Okay. Um, here in the this association, that's what we call our pods, like our referee pods. Okay. And so, so this association is very professional. Um, the guy who's over all the referees here, um, he doesn't tolerate anything, any unprofessionalism from his referees. Um, you're not going to talk back to any parents or any fans in the stands. That's that's just not a thing. Um, if you have an issue with them, you go and grab an administrator and they are removed from the game, period, point blank. Um, AAU basketball, from seeing on social media, stand, I mean, uh, fans in the stands are fighting referees and, you know, like, and, and it's just, it's so much talk in the stands. And that's what I, I just, I don't know if that's a change or not. It's probably been going on for quite a while, but it's getting worse. Like people really think that they can disrespect you as a referee um, when they're in the stands for AAU basketball. And it's, it's difficult. That's why a lot of people don't do it. And we're short officials because people don't want to have to be degraded by people mm -hmm. in the stands who number one, can't do it, who don't do it and who won't do it. And then they right. just you know, want to yell and curse at us and expect us to be nice and professional for $40 a game. It just doesn't work. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and some of those fans can get a little, you know, and, and parents too. Parents can get a little crazy as well. Um, yeah. What do you do in situations where it's a tough call? How do you handle that? What do you tell yourself? Or like, how do you come, like, what does the referees do to come to a final decision or a final call, I should say? Indeed. Okay, so a lot of that is about pride. A lot of referees, if there is a, a difficult call, if they miss mm -hmm. something, they're too prideful to admit that they missed it. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite saying is, I'm glad that you think I'm a superhero, but I'm not. I'm human. And I might have blinked and missed the call. Right. Like, I'm very human. Uh, so, um, and that happens often. I mean, I couldn't see it because some kid is in the way or uh, like I almost stumbled and fell. So I didn't see it happen. And uh, my thing is to be personal to the coaches and let them know, hey, my bad coach, I missed it. And if I did miss a call first, the first thing I'm going to do is look at my partner and see if they got it. If they didn't okay. get it, Easiest thing for me to do is call alternating possession, which is a jump ball. I mean, okay. that's the easiest thing in the world to do. And I think everybody can um, appreciate that, um, you know, if they're not in the moment, if they're not emotional. Hey, coach, I apologize. I missed that call, but I'll do my best to try and make it up next time. And then if myself nor my partner saw it, saw it then we can do a jump ball. And I think that'll solve it. It solves it 90% of the time. Well, actually, yeah. 100% of the time, but coaches don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, those, with those members, you gotta, you gotta give it some point, you know, <laughs> you know, we've been seeing a lot of flopping in our day now. How do you handle that as a ref? A lot of what? Clapping? Flopping. Flopping. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, it, there's a ref in our association who is a black and white referee. So everything is by the rule book. Um, I don't think he's ever played a day of basketball, but he, he reads that rule book like it's the Bible. And honestly, honestly, I didn't know that it was a thing, but if a kid flops and it's mm -hmm. a clear flop, that is a technical foul. 
Wow. This is a technical foul. And, I and never I knew that. God said that. And, you know, so, <laughs> you know, it's a part of the game for me. Mm -hmm. And I understand different facets of the game. So I am not quick to get out, give out a technical foul. I am not. I hate give. That's the last resort. Um, so I'd like to talk to the guys and or girls and tell them, hey, don't flop. Like, that's a tech. And, of course, people don't know that. But you have to tell them, and, and they're young in the game uh, at this level. You know, I'm at high school. So they're young in the game, and I didn't even know it. So there's things that they don't know. And once you've told them once or twice, you know, they get it. And But but I ain't mad at the flop. I mean, a tip. Sometimes. <laughs> make the attempt. Sometimes you need that turnover. You try and make up on the other end for what you just did. <laughs> make the attempt. My daughter is, um, she's about five, four. 115 20 pounds and she's always trying to take a charge always trying to take a charge and a lot of times she's like oh this girl's too big so she's just gonna take Ugh, like you know flop and try and take the charge i ain't mad at that that just is this effort and they're trying to do something but you know i ain't mad at it you spoke about technical fouls and you said that you don't like to give them out um i was at a game and I just want you to clarify this. Okay. How many shots is a technical foul? It's two shots. The, wait, what the is that always been a thing? It's two shots. <laughs> it's, wait, that's always been a thing, like for real, for real? It's always, it's two shots. Wow. It's two shots and possession. I've, I always thought like that came with like, you know, the upgraded tech, you know? I never knew on just a technical foul, it's two shots. I seen it this year and I was like, wait, when did a technical foul become two <laughs> shots? I was so confused. That's why I'm not a ref or a basketball player. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's two shots, indeed. And possession of the ball. Okay, guys, you hear that? Take notes. Um, right. And you spoke about that you love passion. As a ref, do you feel as though that there's sometimes, or not, too much passion on the court when playing a basketball game? Sometimes it's false motivation sometimes they're trying to show out you know the guy's got his girlfriend in the stands <laughs> or you know like kids act a little different when their dad comes to the game or whatever you know and you're all in some kid's face after you you know got an and one or whatever um I think that there's a level of passion that that needs to stay that we need to stay in between um I was refereeing a private school game Okay. And the young lady, I know this young lady, she's a really, really good basketball player. Um, but of course we know the level of play in private schools don't, they are, it's not equivalent to public school. Correct. So this, it sh it, she should be playing in a public school, but you know, because of their finances, her mom, she's afforded the opportunity to go to a private school. And she's light years better than the rest of the kids. So she got an and one on a layup. And she was like so fired up in this little kid's face, like this little girl's face who probably never touch a basketball after high school. And it was just like over the top. It was just, I was like, kid, relax. Like the, yeah, you, didn't, you, you didn't have to do all that. You didn't have to do all that. Like you didn't dunk on like a six, five boy or like chill out. This kid's going to go. Two extra sauce. Yeah, it was too much. Um, I'm still not going to give a technical technical for that. The only reason I'm giving out texts is for disrespect. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you're just not going to disrespect me. 
anything else, we can talk about it. We can work it out. But me, you won't disrespect. So know, uh, that's right. Don't give out texts for for passion. I'll I'll talk to the kid and bring them down a little bit. Yeah, that's what's up. I like that. That's I that's fair. Um, and as far as you know, you being a player, you being a mm -hmm. coach, and now being a ref, do you feel like also being a player and a coach has helped you become a better ref, or helped you see? the court different or understand the players and it helps players have more respect for you absolutely absolutely um you just there's different facets of the game that you understand better when you've been out there as a player when you've been out there as a coach I do know that as a coach I cut up pretty bad on the referees I mean I cut up on the referees <laughs> Once I became a ref, I realized that I had no clue what I was talking about. Like, there's several things that I was so wrong about. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I like the our head ref, like he has us in classes on Sunday and we go to clinics and things like that. Oh, so, wow. And we're learning more about the game. And when I'm learning stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, I cursed that ref out for no reason. Like that. I was, <laughs> oh, I was absolutely wrong. <laughs> You know, so when you've been at different levels and like for me, like when I see a coach that's passionate, I'm not going to take them up because they're passionate. I know that that passion is not towards me per se, but more so for their for their kids on the court. They're hoping to get a fair game, you know, so I de definitely I understand the game better because I've been on different levels for sure. That's good. And I love and I never knew that, you know, refs took clinics that oh, yeah. they um, learned, you know, outside of, you know, being at the game. Never knew that. Yeah. Um, that that's what's up. See, this is, this is why I do this, because not only do I get to learn, but others get to learn as well. I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you a question. If you had the opportunity to ask a question, talk to, train with, learn from any ref, who would it be? Let me tell you something. <laughs> so, so I was watching the NBA finals. Oh, I don't remember when it was. I'm sure Golden State was playing, but it was a few years ago, um, maybe five years ago or so. And I saw these refs on the court mm -hmm. and they were so passionate, so professional. So like it was just straight tunnel vision. I have a job to do. I'm going to get it done. And I was watching those refs. So I went to, I got their names um, because I heard the commentators say their names. So I went to their social media and this one guy, I went to his social media and I requested him as a friend, just like that. I was like, whatever. So I requested him as a friend and then I inboxed him and I was like, yo, I'm this young up and coming referee. I'm very passionate about the game. Um, if you can give me any type of information or are there any clinics that you put on or so on and so forth. Me and this guy have been in contact ever since then. And I couldn't believe he answered my, my wow. like on Facebook messenger. I couldn't believe he answered my message and he's been very professional since then. He's been willing to help me progress in the game you know and it's, that was just mind-blowing to me and what I realized is that they are easily accessible and like people don't realize that refereeing is just as big a deal as the NBA players like 
And I'm telling my daughter, like, okay, you're small, but she's going to play with Virginia State next year. Oh, nice. So she, you know, she's got some game, but I don't think that she'll go to the next level, NBA, or maybe even play overseas. But to still be a part of the game, why not consider refereeing? Like, right. coming to the side of it. And we've got the contacts. I mean, and it, this guy has been absolutely amazing. I mean, he answers all my questions. He, he gives me all the guidance that I need. So that's pretty awesome to me. Oh, that is what's up. See, when you get that just one person that puts aside like their pride or the fact that they're an NBA ref, it's absolutely it keep it makes you want to keep going in the field that you're doing. It's like, yep, this is where I belong. I'm doing something right. Um yeah. speaking of watching games and finals, do okay. you believe that certain calls should be held um or not called during a certain type of game, say a playoff game? As yes. Yes. Okay. yes. So, um, different levels of play. Um, okay. and not necessarily even different levels of play, but you've got certain kids or players that fans come to see. And, and it's not fair, but it's all politics. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not fair, but it is politics. But people come to see certain players, and you're a little bit more lenient with that player. And this is the unspoken rule, you know? So if you, um, I was refereeing a championship AAU game last Sunday and this kid had four fouls in the third quarter. Ooh. And I heard his coach say, man, you got four fouls. And I was like, I ain't the best player on the court. So, <laughs> yeah. And so I don't want to, so kind of like the Caitlin Clark situation. Like, I don't want to sit that kid out because at that point we're going to be like, it's going to be a snooze fest. So yeah. I'd rather this kid stay in the game and impact the game, the rest of the game, than to give him his fifth foul. Now, of course, I'll call the fifth foul if he's like hacking or like right. knocking somebody out. A foul that you cannot call. Absolutely. So if it's a if it's a petty hack or reach that we would typically call on another kid, then we don't call it on that kid. And that's really an unspoken rule. And that happens way more often than you think. So yeah, I think I think different calls are different um you know for different times within the playoff okay and your type of refereeing or your style of refereeing if you could describe that in one word what would it be coaching mentoring, <laughs> <laughs> mentoring uh, that's my that's my thing um while I'm on the court I'm talking I mean I am talking the whole time usually the ref kind of keeps their whistle in their mouth um, but I'm holding my whistle just so that I can talk to the kids. Like, get out the lane, get out the lane. <laughs> um, hey, hand straight up. Hey, don't reach, don't reach. So everything is a coach for me, and and mm -hmm. I'm doing it on both ends of the court. So one coach can't say that I'm, you know, acknowledging one one team more than the other. So I'm doing it on both ends of the court. So uh, I think I'm I'm still trying to mentor the kids um, in the heat of the moment because. Coaches can't coach on game day. You you really can't. I mean, you're supposed to coach your kids at practice. You're supposed right. to be teaching them all these things at practice. And when it comes down to game day, I mean, you got 30 seconds in the timeout to tell them how to adjust. But when they're on the court, a lot of times they don't hear you or they don't want to hear you. They, right. they hear, Or they hear you and they ain't listening. Right. So <laughs> like shoot the ball and they attack the basket, you know, so you know, you can't really coach them at that time. Um, so I, I'm out there. 
coaching your kid for you <laughs> a lot of the times. Well, that's good, though, because sometimes, you know, there's some things that, you know, there's some coaches out there that regardless if they're coaching, they're really not coaching, you okay. know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is always great to have another coach or mentor out there. And what are your plans in the future? Or, you know, you know, do you see yourself continuing as a ref or, you know, do you see yourself trying something new in the future? So I appreciate this side. Um, I thought that um, my passion was coaching, but it seems that my passion is basketball. Okay. Love it. So um, any way that I can impact the game is good for me. I've got it, like uh, this light in my face. So let me try and switch <laughs> the view a little. Okay. So um, any... As long as I can impact the game in any capacity, that works for me. But I really like refereeing. Um, I, I like that I can impact immediately and then go home and not have to worry about parents outside of the the, the court. Okay, <laughs> like I mean, I, I gotta hear the parents while the game's going on. But when the game's over, I don't have to deal right. with the parents anymore. And then I also get paid immediately. So that's always a good thing. Always. <laughs> the immediate pay is always a good thing. Um, so what's next for me? Um, I tried to get into, like I said, that there's always clinics um, and educational pieces for us. So have you heard of Boo Williams? What was the name? Boo Williams. No. Okay, so, so it's in Hampton, Virginia. Well, Boo Williams is a guy who, who mm -hmm. is an athlete and well was an athlete and he has this facility in Hampton Virginia and um it's a huge spot for AAU basketball so they go out there and they use his gym and I mean teams from all over the country come in there absolutely wow. Canada they come in there and they play so uh this weekend is opening weekend at Boo Williams and college coaches are there watching all these girls play and um they also have referees there who are attempting to move up to the next level. So nice. if you want to referee for college, you want to go to Boo Williams and uh, get, um, what's the word? Uh, so you got it's all like, these people watching basically. So all these people are watching you and- The combine for refs. Absolutely. Indeed it is. Yeah, so you got college coaches watching the kids and then you have referees watching the referees to see if they think you have the look, if you pass the eye test, and if you pass the knowledge test, and they'll select you to go and ref for college. So that's definitely mm. the next step for me. I'm hoping that I can move to the next level. Oh, that is what's up. Well, I wish you all the best of luck at Boo Williams Combine. That's exactly what we're going to call it for you. I would <laughs> love to see you refing on a college court for sure. Um, and thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. Ashley, it was dope chopping it up with you about refing because I definitely asked some questions for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, thank you again for coming on Sports Talk with C. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye. Before we go, you know, I want to say this again. I don't care if you guys get tired of me, but I will not be here if it wasn't for you guys. And I want to give another shout out to my supporters, my followers, everyone and 
anyone who shows C love. Thank you again to Jarrell Grimes for writing and performing my intro, to King Nate Productions for producing my intro. Just want to let you guys know that there will be no show next week, um, June 2nd, because I will be away at a um, summit for television, but your girl will be back June 9th and giving you that dope content. But until then, C's out. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.